you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 64 of the Red Diamond Courier. I'm here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good friend, Dog Bark 24 How are you doing, my dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. As excited as ever, because this week we have a brand new chapter in the Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood has officially dropped on PC. We know, we feel you, console companions. It's coming June 8th. It'll be here soon. And the new console-enhanced version for the upgraded consoles will be here June 15th. So you guys have extra cool stuff coming. But it is officially here for PC, and you guys know what that means. Patch freaking notes. A whole bunch of them, and we are here to go over them for you. Dogged has dedicatedly gone through them and picked out um, all the important stuff. And uh, we have, I think, like 15 pages of notes still ourselves. So we've condensed it down as much as we can for you. We know you guys love these episodes. They're always uh, continue to be one of our biggest. So... We're excited to talk about all the changes, and this is what ESO is going to feel like for the next probably about four months going forward. We get about every, well, every three months, I'd say, DLC. So here we go. Dogged. Do we have any news? Um, no. Uh, I mean, you covered Blackwood PC, Blackwood and Old Gen, Blackwood and Next Gen. And other than that, there's the ESO team stream stream team uh, with giveaways going on this week. So nice. Definitely go get your drops from the Twitch. Why can I not say Twitch from the Twitch streams? And uh, you got plenty of options. All of the ESO uh, stream team is like constantly streaming. Um, I think the drops are just on anyone, though, right, dog? The streaming ESO. No, it's uh, only like the selected people for that day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, make sure that you're going in and uh, following that schedule they put out. And you'll make sure you get your drops. So, that's pretty cool. Also, um, they brought back the Champions Reforged uh, thing going on with the new DLC. You can respec for free right now. So... If that's something uh, you're into. Or if you're like me and did not do that all the way through on the last DLC. Because you have like 18 characters and you were lazy on Xbox. Then you should probably think about getting that done when it comes time. Uh, just just throwing that out there. Yeah, definitely have to use some of that. Because they changed some CP stuff. And I'm just not happy with it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So, and I guess hopefully anytime we get some uh, changes and stuff like that, maybe we'll get like, you know, big changes at least. We'll get like a week of free 
Respects, especially when champion points is like 3,000 respect, no matter what, even if you want to just change one little thing. Yep. So, that is our news for the week. Not that much, just uh, all the Blackwood stuff. And as far as Cyrodiil goes, we do have some Cyrodiil talk to do. But we are going to forego scores this week as we have an immense amount to get through anyways. But uh, we also um, will plan on having our next episode come out shortly after this. So, uh, And you guys will see why. So with that, we are going to uh, talk some Cyrodiil because there's some awesome, awesome stuff going on in the patch notes for PvP and in general and Cyrodiil. So, the Battle Spirit passive now also reduces your health recovery by 50%. So, I mean, it, it did something to it before, right, dog? But now it's this is a, an increased effect. I mean, that's a pretty substantial hit right there to one's health recovery. No, it didn't change it before at all. Oh, wow, okay. So this yeah. is just a direct impact. I mean, there have been people doing those crazy health recovery builds. So I guess that's what they're trying to no, get rid yeah. of. But, yeah. man, just for a normal player, I would assume that's going to hurt, though. Yeah, it, I, it'll definitely hurt, like, the average player, I would say. Or maybe, yeah, I'd say, like, the average like, PvP. Someone yeah, who doesn't so PvP constantly. True, yeah, that too. So that's gonna be interesting, but I guess honestly, maybe that will help in my fights where these stamina dudes are just like get them <laughs> down to 15%, and then oh, they hit vigor one time, bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, they have a hundred in like for three seconds. All of a sudden, I have zero magic now. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not. You know. <laughs> So, they've also made some minor improvements to Battleground Q matching, which is going to prevent some cases where the Q could get stuck with small numbers of players. So, they're still trying to get full Battleground groups, pretty much. Um, it's an it's a honest fight, so, you know, may they continue to fight the good fight. Uh, I think any matchmaking game I've played, you get wonky matches um, where you know someone will have less on a team, and having three teams always in the battleground, I assume that probably plays into the weirdness of it. I don't know, but if they could ever get it to a point where they have uh, just you know full teams every time, then I mean that's the dream, right? I would say so. I mean, you don't you definitely don't want to be on that team with only like two players. No. And then you leave and you get deserters buff. Yep. Which is the worst. So then the last thing, the best thing, it's gonna be just the the best. They have re-enabled all item set bonuses in Cyrodiil in this update and are offering... Oh, well, there you go. That's that's perfect. So, 
They have re, re enabled all item set bonuses in Cyrodiil in this update. And, as we noted earlier, they're offering free champion point respects for the next two weeks. Also, in this note, we've got Greymore moving to the Crown Store. And, uh, if, uh, it also moved to ESL Plus, as they always do when they hit a year old. So, the big part of this, though, especially for PvP, is that all sets have been re-enabled. Cyrodiil is back to freaking normal. And, uh, we posted about this on Twitter. We had some people say they liked it. Some people say they didn't. Um, I mean, to each their own, you know. For me, it just felt stale. Like, I felt like, uh, you know, especially 1v1 fights. It was like me and this person were just going to fight each other forever or they were super OP. So, Or it was like I either kill them easily, they kill me easily, or we just fight each other. So I don't know like what, like, I mean, I guess it was kind of like that before, but I feel like um, there was less of those just like drawn out like, okay, none of us could really change the tide of this because we're both using like the same almost you know kind of skills and heals and just like you know this is not going to go anywhere so i feel like it, there was a lot of that which kind of made combat stale but i don't think you know it has to be all sets you know maybe they just don't turn off that many maybe they find a balance where you know Okay, we don't need these kind or X sets in PvP. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's a balance, maybe there isn't. I'm just glad to see at least, like, monster sets and stuff be back because that was a time, like, a point of time where I just didn't even want to go in Cyrodo personally. Yeah, and they fixed it just in time for Mid-Year Mayhem, which, with, which is either, like, in two or three or four weeks so mid-year so yes. stoked for i love it man in june so, my birthday freaking month just it's awesome man it's the middle of the year summer starting barbecues mid-years it doesn't get better yeah this uh change actually kind of sucks for me a little bit because I uh on Xbox I geared out like four characters to be uh with these with the old meta, you know, with no <laughs> proc sets because they're like, well, their proc sets are not going to be on until Q3. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you know if I have to do a mid year mayhem without proc sets, then I'm gonna want to make sure I get my characters ready way before mid year mayhem, and I got them ready, and now I have to get them unready, and because then not for the new stuff so well being prior properly prepared helps <laughs> like nine out of ten times so this is the one time you got burned <laughs> yeah if you know but, if uh, i didn't do it they wanted to put prepared. it back so i'm yeah. pretty sure I'd... well thank you yeah <laughs> you're welcome it was all it was all it was all you man <laughs> so we hope you guys are excited for it, too, and we hope to see you guys back in Cyrodiil uh, having some fun this summer, especially during mid-year, which we can't wait for, of course. 
So let's move into the rest of the patch notes. First off, we're going to start with some Blackwood stuff. And uh, right off the bat, we're going to tell you there is a ton of stuff on Companions. And uh, we are going to save it all because we are going to do a Companions episode. Clearly, I mean, you guys knew that was coming. And we are going to do that. It's going to be a subsequent episode to this. Dogs already got it totally prepared out. So we're going to try and get it done pretty quick here after. Uh, get some content out, for the, out there for you guys to listen to. Uh, during all this fun time, new stuff coming out. Hopefully, I mean, uh, if we, you know, uh, get timing perfect, which never seems to happen, but we can get the Companions episode out right when it's going to drop for console players, so that would be pretty cool. But anyways, stop myself from rambling. That's our plan. Companion stuff is going to have its own episode, so we are just going to skip right on to the rest of the stuff. Let's talk some new freaking sets. Some of the trial sets are really awesome. The trial is Rock Grove. Um, I've done it, of course, you know, no spoilers, but it is awesome. And uh, some of the sets are hold up to the awesomeness of the trial. So, uh, dog, take it away, man. How awesome is this light healer set? Yeah, well, it's the uh, Stone Talker's Oath. It uh, its fifth piece passive is your fully charged heavy attacks place a soul bomb on your target that charges as the target takes damage. After 10 seconds, the bomb explodes, restoring 5% of the damage received as stamina and magicka up to 2240 stamina and magicka for 12 group members and gets to be within 16 meters of the explosion. So, you know, basic trial stuff. Like you're gonna be within that that distance pretty much for most trials, um, and then this effect this effect can occur once every ten seconds. So, sounds like a pretty good sustained set to me. But yeah, definitely does. I love that they're like focusing a lot of the trial sets now on like group benefits because, well, especially for the sport ones because they see that you know. Like, those are the most popular ones, you know, generally, that people go after. Yeah, it's like, with with uh, every every year, my uh, list of, like, trial sets I need to, like, keep in mind, just keep on growing and growing, and... And we never like, do enough trials. <laughs> yeah, we never do trials. <laughs> <laughs> and for the heavy one, we have the Sax Leal Champion, which, this is an awesome set, I believe. The fifth piece reads, when you cast an ultimate ability, you end up to 11 group members within 28 meters, that's a pretty large radius, of you, gain major force for one second for every 15 ultimate spent. So if you spend 150, that's 10 ultimate. If you spend 450, that's uh, or 10 seconds. If you spend 450, that's 30 seconds, so on. Increasing your critical damage done by 20%. That's awesome. Major Force is not something you get from many other places, so uh, this is going to be a really important set to make sure that you're, like a tank has. I think that's really going to help make a difference for groups. Yeah, I definitely think this will be a, one of the big sets that people go for. At least, at least one 
tank will probably use it, if not like some of the healers or you know other people. Yeah, that's possible too. Honestly, even though they're not popping off their ultimates as often as the tanks, but yeah, true. I mean, healers do run like Warhorn and stuff too. So yeah, but with this now, you can use like other ultimates besides Warhorn, like your barrier. Yeah. If you use barrier, this will now do like almost the same thing. True, 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 yeah. I definitely like this set. Yeah, that's definitely going to be one I'm going to have to try and go for. So, with new sets, we also have uh, some new mythic items. Dogged, why don't you start us off here? Alright, so the first one is the Shapeshifter's Chain, which reduces the cost of your transformation ultimate abilities by 15%. And then, while transformed, increase your maximum health, stamina, and magicka by 1707. If you're a necromancer, you can go, go your Bungoliath or a werewolf or a vampire can do their stuff. So, that's good for either three. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting one. I mean, we'll have to see how it performs. And then we have the Gaze of Sithis, which is a heavy headpiece. I'm pretty excited about this one personally. Uh, I just want to see how it will make me do in PvP. Even though now knowing the battle spirit passive removes half of your health recovery, that's kind of a bummer. Maybe this will help even more. I don't know. So this piece adds 3,276 max health. It adds 1,025 health recovery. And it adds 4,000 armor, but it reduces your block mitigation to zero. So, dog, for all these people who, you know, don't know, why don't you explain what block mitigation means? So when you block, you have block mitigation. So now, if, when you go to try to go to block a bomb, you're just going to get bombed. So that's what that means. <laughs> there you go. But for someone who never blocks like me, then you, it's not really going to make a difference. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you just fall over when you get bombed anyway. So for you, it won't exactly. change much. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, eh, I don't want to get bombed. So, But I'll have so much armor. Dog, the I definitely think that'll right. be good for uh, Battlegrounds. Like, I, I definitely like it for like Battlegrounds because I don't block in Battlegrounds like ever. True, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I have four out of the five pieces of it, and I really do uh, want to try that one for sure. And it's a headpiece, so it can easily replace a monster set. Yeah, and you can mix it in there with like a single like Dommy House or a, um, what's the Valken Scoria give you like extra spell damage on the one piece or something. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. All right, the next one is the Harpooner's Waiting Kilt. This is the medium legs. This is dealing direct damage, grants you a stack of Hunter's Focus for one minute, up to 10 stacks max. You can only gain one stack of Hunter's Focus per second. Each stack of Hunter's Focus increases your crit chance by 125 and your crit damage by 1%. Taking direct damage removes five stacks of Hunter's Focus and has a one second cooldown. And then. And then removing Harpooner's Waiting Kill obviously removes all stacks. So. 
Yeah, I think this is the big uh this is the big set that a lot of people want, especially for like trials. And this is the one that a lot of people are farming for right now. Yes, guaranteed as we speak right now, there's like endless people fishing in Merkmeyer and people uh screaming at each other over water nodes in Shadowfen. So <laughs> There you go. That is happening right now, but that is definitely the new meta uh, piece. I think I saw Madigon posting that he got it and then hit like 85k DPS or something. So that's cool. I think I might have to get my hands on that one. It may be another Thracian Stranglers that they end up just nerfing immediately after you spend a lifetime getting it, but. You never know, right? So you just gotta do it. Yeah. You know, it's a minimum. You should have like three months to play with it, right? I mean, to be fair, they still haven't nerfed the Pale Order ring, and I thought that was gonna be a nerf right off the rip, so... Although, yeah. uh... They changed it, changes. Though. Yeah, yeah. that we will get to, but... Not really a nerf in my eyes. But anyway, so... The last of the new mythics, we have... Uh, the Death Dealer's Feet Ring. And this is going to gain a persistent stack of escalating feet every two seconds you are in combat, up to 30 stacks max. Each stack of escalating feet increases your maximum stamina, health, and magicka by 88. So up to 30, I mean, we're talking like upwards of 2,600. Yeah, 2,600. Yeah. You lose a stack of escalating feet every four seconds you're out of combat. So, I mean, it's interesting. You know, it's not uh, uh, inherently bad or anything. I mean, if someone makes that work with something, then I would not be surprised. Yeah, it's just a good way to get all three resources. Probably yeah, exactly. For like a Magicka character. Just because, you know, breaking free is important. I mean, considering sometimes in this game you're in combat halfway running across <laughs> the map. <laughs> yeah, it so. might work out. <laughs> All right, dog. So, uh, what else do we got as far as the Blackwood kind of notes going on here? All right, well, as far as antiquities go, like obviously we had the four mythics, but we also have a new crafting motif, uh, four furnishings. And then your uh, typical green, blue, purple, sellable antiquities for each zone. And then for the rest of like Blackwood, there's new outfit styles, mementos, a costume, a hat, an adornment, body face markings, and a pet. Um, the trial also gives you Silk Sand Flesh Ripper mount from the uh, Salvaka's Bane trial achievement. So it's the same thing as the. Uh, one god slayer yeah it's the other mount one that they did back in sunspire like beat everything a billion times on hard mode fast with no deaths and eight other things <laughs> yeah i think so but then there's also seven new titles two new dies two new motifs several new furnishings the new tutorial the isle of valfaria and two new homes. 
And that wraps up pretty much everything new that Blackwood introduces as far as like the chapter comes. Nice. Very, very nice. So that is going to be uh, the majority of the patch notes for the Blackwood chapter for you guys. And that's all just the new direct uh, Blackwood stuff. We have plenty of just changes to the game to talk about. But as always, we wanted to take this little middle part of our episode to remind you all we were part of the oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network. And uh, thanks to them, if you check out our show notes, we've got awesome sponsors that uh, you could go get deals on, like Loot Crate or Gamefly or uh, all kinds of other stuff that you will get discounts on and you'll give a kickback to our podcast. Plus our show notes have other things that you could help uh, give kickback to us as well, if that's your kind of thing. And uh, if you leave us a review, as always, we will read that and shout it out here. Plus, as we were saying, if you go check out robotsradio.net, you will find all kinds of awesome podcasts. And uh, if you want to start your own podcast, we have started the uh, Robots Radio Rocket Club, which uh, helps fledgling podcasts, uh, you know, find a home and uh Robots that Tom, the creator of the network, helps go through them, etc., and uh, improve their cast. So, all kinds of fun stuff. Definitely go check that out and find uh, your new second favorite cast behind ours over there at robotsradio.net. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast. My name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Alright, dog. So, here we go, man. We got the Blackwood stuff out of the way. So now we just got plenty of Update 30 stuff to talk about. And uh, this is something that I was really excited for, but you got to feel firsthand today. So I think I'm going to let you talk about. All right. Well, the first thing is the ability bar timers. This is inspired by the popular PC add-on action duration reminder. And what this does is it's a new setting that's been enabled. A new setting has been added to the combat settings menu for ability bar timers. And then when enabled, using an ability will display a timer over that ability's icon corresponding to, you know, the duration left. And then this includes abilities cast on enemies as well as friendly targets or just like any type of AOE like 
your healing springs or purifies. You can also enable timers for the back bar, which will display smaller timers. And it's like a little uh, icon, like just a little bar that kind of like shrinks down. And then lastly, uh, these options are off by default. So when I was using them, it, they were pretty helpful. But uh, one thing that I noticed that the wall of elements seemed to be broken after bar swap. Or at least it was just broken for me. I don't really know. So could just be a me problem, you know, not a, not an everyone problem. But those do yeah. seem to happen quite often. <laughs> yeah. But everything else works great, and I really like it because it's like, man, I never knew my purify was like twenty three seconds long. Like, I stuff definitely something like, all right, well, time to use shards. I need to redo everything. So it's definitely yep. gonna be weird, kind of like redoing my rotation because it's like I cannot optimize it because I don't have to think. It's just gonna think, just gonna show the timers for me. Yes, that is the exact perfect word, man. Optimizing the rotation. That is exactly what it allows you to do. Because, I mean, you're just going through it and you think you're doing it as perfect as you can. But like you said, like you really, you're like, okay, this is when you be flipping. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely immensely helped my rotation. Having those timers on... Uh, PC from add-ons, so I'm very glad to see that become part of the base game. And uh, since Wall of Elements works at least, and then breaks, hopefully that means it will get fixed at some point. But we'll see. Maybe it's just you. <laughs> it could be. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the next thing we got here is that we've got monster sets now from the Imperial City Districts. The masks drop from the boss it's named after, so I, that makes sense, and from the trophy vault in that district that the boss resides. Shoulders are purchased from the Telvar merchant, either a random box or a specific box. So, yeah, we didn't even list them because none of them were uh, that spectacular. Yeah, they're but, just kind of okay. They weren't yeah. good. They weren't really bad. They're just okay. Yeah. But I like the idea. I mean, you know, trying to spice up Imperial City. That's good. Yeah. So you can now mix and match perfected and non-perfected gear for the, uh, for like trial sets or anything like that. Um, this is definitely good for trying to get like the perfected gear for the uh, trial sets that you don't have yet. For like trial weapons for example yeah that's yeah. actually really cool because um if you're farming that perfected gear and you just can't get you know that last piece or whatever and you have it of the normal one at least you could still use it um i mean it's kind of a tease but it's still it's still a good way to get through yeah and then it uh like if you have if you do mix and match, it's only like the uh, not perfected gear style, which is you know, it, uh, you know, it makes sense. So, and then we have the big one. A lot of people are excited for outfit style pages are now bankable. I've done it. It's awesome. And dog ass, but do they stack? Yes, the old ones. Do the old ones stack? Now, how old are we talking? 
like uh, anything that didn't sack for Ford. <laughs> hmm. Well, I went into my inventory and clicked stack all items, and it did stack some of the style pages earlier. So, <laughs> but on PC, I don't really have that old of ones. So, to be fair, I don't know if I am qualified to answer that question. I guess I'll find out next week when it comes out on a Xbox and I can see if the guild bank stuff was stacked or not. There's definitely people rejoicing about it <laughs> in uh, Twitter and uh, all their social media platforms. So they're saying guild masters rejoice. <laughs> all right. There's now a master request assistance. Uh, beginning with this update, your master request will now point you towards the correct set crafting stations to use to complete that quest. So when you have the master request active, the quest will guide you towards a crafting station in the world that makes the writs requested item set. And it's just like any other objective. And it'll also point a quest over over the crafting set that you need when you're in close proximity. Proximity. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, you know, great for navigating the houses full of crafting sets. So. Those good old guild halls. Yeah, man. Which can get pretty, uh, like, where am I running? Where is the set I need? So <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. The next one is a. Uh, can you believe it? Dragons in your own homeland. What are you gonna do? And well, they're gonna make it play less often. Is what they're gonna do. So I like it. <laughs> you know, Gina just has such a good time <laughs> writing out those. Those during the time she has to write forty pages of <laughs> monotonous notes. She just, like squeezes in those one liners. <laughs> so dope yeah and i'm also excited that they're gonna play that a bit less too because oh my god every time everywhere you go you play it like 80 times you're like you right. get it the dragons are in northern elsewhere we don't care yeah like i killed them i swear why are they still there all right so the next one we've got is uh, they're going to reduce the player group size from a global max of 24 to 12 in all activities. No more huge, uh, crazy-sized groups. Can limit it to 12, and that clearly is a uh, help for performance because that's one of the few things of the test in Cyrodiil that has stuck and is now... Uh, become part of the entire game. So clearly, when they had more than 12 people in a group, the whole game just starts falling apart, probably. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But um, I mean, seriously, though, that is the one thing that has really stuck. And it's now, it was a test, and it's come to the base game. So interesting development. What do you think about that, Don? Well, in uh, reality, like, there really isn't that much... Uh, reason to have twenty-four man groups, like there's, yeah, like there's really nothing in the Overland that really calls for that. True. The only thing that you might want, like twenty-four man groups, is Cyrodiil. So, 
Yeah. And as far as like, you know, guild events go, it's like, well, if you have more than that, like either if you're on PC, you can use Discord. You're on console, you can use like either the guild chats that they make, you know, that they provide for you, or you can use like the Xbox or PlayStation party chats. So either way, like you can still, you know, talk with your guild friends without having it be to be in 24 main groups. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of options, and I guess maybe that's why they feel comfortable doing this. They're like, hey, these people know how to communicate. We don't need to have the, the huge group just destroying the performance of the game. I don't know. So that is pretty much going to cover our uh, base game stuff that just goes over uh, stuff like that. We do have next um, some class changes coming up. So, Dog, why don't you start us off with uh, what's going on with the Dragonite? All right. For the Dragonite, they have the coagulated blood. Uh, they reduce the cost of this ability to 3780, down from 4320 to add an improvement to the morph rather than just changing its functionality. So... That's the less popular one, too. So. Yeah, it's more like the magic one, but it is an effective heal still. And yeah. now it's going to be even more. So there you go. And then for the Necros, the awesome ones like me, Boneyard, this ability and its morphs now last 10 seconds instead of 10.5. Oh, no. We're going to be okay. The synergy from these abilities now heal the synergy activator rather than the caster. Now that kind of sucks. I loved in PvP when I would cast that and then Dog would pop in and would heal me. Um, I guess that's greedy, but whatever. <laughs> I want the heals. And then uh, a couple of our passives get a little change. Death Knell. Reduce the amount of critical chance granted from this passive to 2 and 4 per Gravelord ability slotted down from 5 and 10. That is a significant decrease and very upsetting. Agony Totem. The synergy from this morph, pure agony, has a 6 person target cap rather than hitting unlimited targets. And that sucks. Whenever they put AoE caps on anything especially just a specific skill that sucks so i get it because probably doing damage eight 15 people or whatever in serial is probably complicated but i mean come on but it's a synergy and yeah. that's the one that uh that i'm pretty sure puts a debuff on like everybody so yeah yeah I can only do like crazy dog pulls and activate that synergy to make me do more damage. So, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through. So, what about the Nightblades, dog? All right, the Nightblade, Dark Cloak, uh, they reduce the healing from this morph by approximately 5%. That's it. I don't think people use Dark Cloak anyway. So, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's the uh, one that makes him go invisible, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, so, uh, not a lot for Nightblade, but then for Sorcerer, we've got only one change, too. Negate Magic. The morphs of this ability now tick every one second instead of every half second. 
increased the potency of their ticks by 103% to ensure their DPS remains almost the same, DPS slash HPS, as well as fixing an issue where their values were missing rank up progression built into them. So, there you go. They will hit a little different, but they will hit a little harder, so they hit pretty much the same. Yeah, hit or heal if you have that, you know, depending on which one you use. Yeah, depending on the morph. And then Dog's favorite, the Templar. All right, so the first one, you know, probably the biggest, the most important one is uh, Luminous Shards. The more synergy now restores full resources for Magicka and Stamina Granite rather than half of the off stat. Which is awesome, especially for, you know, tanks, because they like to use both, so... The next one is Living Dark. This morph now scales off your max health or spell damage, whichever results in higher value, and then rather than a max uh, spell damage or max magicka. And this change was because they wanted Templars to have more tanking abilities. So Living Dark is like the little eclipse, the little bubble that you put on people. So, yeah. And then Nova. The synergy from this ultimate and the solar disturbance morph supernova now stuns enemies for three seconds up from two and a half. They remove the target cap for the damage, major main, and synergy damage plus stun on all versions of these ultimates. So now they can once again, you know, so you can stun I'm just everybody. Like, like what was the cap? <laughs> it, it it had been a lot, like. <laughs> it makes you like, wait, there was a cat? Like, yeah, what? I didn't think there was a cat, but apparently there was. All right, for the solar prison morph, the synergy from this morph, Gravity Crush, now has a proper radius of 8 meters, and they increase the damage of the synergy by approximately 14%. And then solar disturbance, the other morph, they reduce the base cost of the morph to 225, which is 25 less. And then major main now lasts up to ten seconds rather than four seconds. So major main lasts. That's a lot nice. Long. Yeah, that's a lot longer. Up from four seconds at all rings. Yep. So seven at beginning, up to ten. So kind of sucks. The gravity crush uh, morph radius got uh, taken down. The synergy. I mean, it's at its proper radius, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, it did get the damage increase. So if you're close to that, you definitely don't want to be in that. That's true, as if that needed a damage increase. All right. The next one is Rune Focus. They increase the base duration of this ability to 17 seconds up from 14 seconds. This was something that I really felt like. It was a good thing to do because every other like ability where like you gave yourself resistances is always like 20 seconds and Templar was the only one it was like 10 seconds or it felt like 10 seconds. Definitely feels like on par with other stuff. This ability and its morphs long no longer grant you additional armor when you stand at them but instead heal you for 4.5% of your max health every one second when inside. For a channeled focus morph, uh, that morph now increases duration of the ability and continues to rank up in duration, ending at 25 seconds, up from 20. 
And then they increase the magic of restored protect to 242 up from 240. And then for restoring focus, the uh, pretty much is uh, the and then for restoring focus, this morph now increases the healing done by 25% and ranks up in healing by 1.1% per rank. And then the duration remains at 20 seconds at all stages. And then they increase the stamina restored by uh. Restored per tick to 242, up from 240 also. They also reduce the base cost to 918, down from 920, to ensure it meets the 50% standard cost reduction of stamina of base abilities. So they just want to like make sure that you either have two less, or two more stamina, or magic recovery, so. Yeah, so I can't really tell if this is like, is it a nerf, or is it just going to be like almost as good like i don't know but the most annoying part about dueling dog is him just standing in the middle of that bleeping circle <laughs> like oh my god i hate it it's like uh, you can't go in it because it's just like it hurts you and it heals him and uh, i hate it so now it's not going to make him invincible, but it's going to heal him, and yeah. I'm not sure if that's better or worse. I don't know. Yeah, it's just another heal on top of my other, like, six heals that I have. So I guess we're going to have to find out on that one. Yeah. So those are the Templar changes. Dog, how do you feel about them overall? I definitely like them. Um, the only thing I don't really like is the... Uh change to the rune focus uh where it's they it's longer gives you more armory heals you over time but i don't know i'll probably i'll get over it so yeah it's not very often you see templars the one get, that uh get the most changes so that was kind of interesting yeah nice to have uh your templar bias perspective there <laughs> always Always. So the last class they touched up a bit. We've got the Warden, which uh, Arctic Wind got changed. It, they reduced the base heal of this ability and its morphs by 20%, and the heal over time from this ability and its morphs by approximately 17%. Now, this was definitely super OP in PvP, especially in the Ender 50 campaign, so... Very easy to see why they nerfed it. I remember the last, or whenever, I don't know, remember when they buffed it. It was recently, and I was like, oh my god, that is a huge buff, and that heal is going to be way too powerful. So, now it comes back down. That's a huge, huge nerf to it, too. 20% to the uh, main heal, and then 17% to the heal over time, so... Big reduction there for the Warden, so uh, you may need to plan something if that was in your bar. So that's going to do it for our class changes, and we also have some uh, weapon skill line changes. So for a dual wield, we've got Blade Cloak. Increase the damage done by this ability and its morphs by approximately 25%. To better reward its requirement to stay stacked on your foe, as well as to help offset the loss of effectiveness on procking, enchants, and sets with the changes to Deadly Cloak. Now, the Morph Deadly Cloak got changed. This ability now deals double damage instead of doubling the tick rate. 
This will result in about a 9% damage increase, but will require you to stick to your target more, and is less of a chance to proc other effects. So, interesting, interesting changes, especially if you run that in PvP. And then, uh, Twin Blade and Blunt. This passive now increases your critical damage done with axes by 3-6% to 6 per axe, rather than critical percent by 2 or 4%. So, crit damage instead of crit percent. Uh, crit damage seems to be the way they're moving with that kind of stuff, so... Uh, not surprised to see that, and uh, it shouldn't make too much of a difference overall, I would think. Yep, I would agree. Alright, next up we have two-handed. The first one is Stampede. It's the uh, increase the damage done of the initial hit of this ability by 25%, and the damage over time effect by approximately 127%. Overall, this will result in approximately 80, 86% more damage which was done to offset the changes to Merciless Charge, as it will help two-handed stick out better as a viable back bar option. Which, I don't really get that part, because I feel like people in PvP always use that, so maybe it's probably more so for on the PvE side of things, but... Yeah, I, I guess I could agree with you with that, that's... Which it's never used in PvP, so that's what they're <laughs> going for. Or PvE. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one is Heavy Weapon, and it's the same thing as before, pretty much. This passive down increases your crit damage with the axes by 6 or 12%, rather than crit percent by 4 or 8%, depending on what stage you have unlocked. So, I just, just reading that, I just don't understand... Who was sitting there like, you know what, Stampede needs to do 25% more damage. Like, <laughs> they were like, you know what, Jeff, we're done buffing Snipe. And he was like, well, I gotta find something else. Uh, apparently Stampede is it, because it just went up 127% on the damage. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, dude. Well, maybe Jeez. he was tired of being dizzy swung to death, so now someone's going to stampede him to death. He's like, oh, you he's know, if I'm going to it into a dizzy swing, man. Like, jeez. Uh. So what about, for un- what about for Undaunted, dog? I know we got some necrotic orb stuff here for you to talk about. Your favorite skill. All right. So this ability and its forms now take once every second rather than every half second. They increase the damage tick for this ability and the Mystic Orb more by approximately 16%. They decrease the travel speed of the orb so it's easier to land multiple ticks on low mobility enemies. This will be an overall DPS loss, getting these abilities closer to other AoE dots in power. And then note these will be stronger than most other dots due to having high variance of performance, especially in high mobility in encounters. And then the healing orbs morph. They increase the healing tick by approximately 38%. And then this will re- result in less total healing overall. But will still be stronger than most other AoE heals over time. Because of its mobile nature. Which makes sense. Because if you're ever doing any kind of running across places. Having a healing orb run with you is awesome. 
How does increasing the healing protect now result in less total overall healing? It uh because it takes every it second takes instead every of okay yeah. okay yeah that's why I was like that has to be the reason okay yeah it'll still heal for a pretty significant amount so I think it'll be alright maybe yeah. not having it go off every half second will help just efficiency yeah. So then for the assault skill line, we have the Caltrop skill. They increase the damage per tick of this ability and its morphs by approximately 36%. It will now deal damage equitable to a normal dot ability rather than being weaker than them. And we got a dev comment. Quote, Between the changes to Caltrops and Necrotic Orbs, we hope to see less of a disparity in performance between stamina and Magicka DPS. We already see many stamina-based classes pulling slightly ahead to most Magicka and single target, but are quite a bit behind in cleave areas, which most of the game requires between boss encounters and elite encounters in dungeons and trials. By reducing the bonuses Necrotic Orbs has from being harder to use, and improving one of the universally accessible stamina AoE dots, we hope to lessen the delta between the two in regards of damage dealing. So, I don't know about y'all, but as a magic DPS, I, like, I just feel like cursing at this statement. Like, what do you mean that stamina dealers can't do as much damage in AoE situations when they have awesome freaking things like Executioner or the other morph that hits multiple people and does freaking execute damage? Or you have freaking um, things like the freaking whirling blades or steel tornado or whatever or the other one that does execute damage in the aoe or you have things that like deadly cloak that they just you know i just are you kidding me with this aoe or you have volley like what why are you gonna sit here and tell me stamina does not have as good aoe capabilities as magicka what like i can't believe that that's what i'm reading personally well, clearly, you know, next update, uh, all single target magic abilities are going to do like 50% more damage. Yeah. I, th I think that's right. what I'm hearing from this, right? Like, I'm just kind of shaking <laughs> my head at this one. I don't. What do you mean, stamina can't keep? Stamina does more DPS output <laughs> in any situation. Like. <laughs> Wow, okay, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm just playing the game it's wrong. That guy, I, I don't like, know. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't, I can't buff my uh, snipe anymore, but I'll, I'll uh, buff up my uh, DPS a little like, bit. Look, guys, I'm not even doing as much AoE as this freaking Magisork over here, and that's just BS. And they're like, he's right. He is right. Wow, that's just, okay, whatever. Cool. So they're also changing Warhorn, and they're going to increase the crit resistance granted from this ultimate to 1320, up from 990, to match the adjustments of Major Force, increasing to 20%. So, that's cool. 
And uh, that's going to do it for our skill line stuff. So, uh, yeah, other than that super weirdo thing about Caltrops, uh, pretty, pretty normal stuff. I mean, we'll see how the Necrotic Arbs and Caltrops changes go. Prepare to get stampeded all day long in PvP. And, uh, yeah, I would say that's a, that's a significant, uh, some changes there, honestly. So, dogged. Uh, we've got through a lot of it here. Now we have some champion point changes to go through. So, uh, how should we start this off? Uh, you can start it. All right. So, we've got champion point stuff going here. And they say, in response to the feedback that there's still too much vertical progression in the champion point system. We have further reduced the maximum number of stages for passive stars, the non-slotted uh, champion things, that are available. This will lower the vertical progression cap to 1560 rather than 2100 in the Warfare Tree, and 1626 rather than 2352 in the Fitness Tree. This will reduce the maximum power of the champion point system as well. So... With that in mind, the changes they made. Uh, first, we've got the craft tree. So, steadfast enchantment is the one that got changed here. Only one it looks like, or the only important one. So, we've got reworded this passive to better describe its actual behavior. It now states that each stage has a percent chance to not consume a weapon enchantment charge when activating. Reduce the bonus per stage to 10% down from 20% as the passive was not meant to invalidate the need to recharge enchantments but rather effectively double their charge and uh, that's going to bum dogged out because he was loving never recharging his weapons at all. Yeah, I thought that was the entire purpose of that, uh, that thing. It's like everyone has soul gems. Like no one's like, I need soul gems. I need to go buy soul gems. Well, maybe some people are, but uh, like I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely surprising to see that. And uh, I don't know. Funny though that that was what you were so excited for it about, and they're like, nope. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I never had to charge my uh, weapons again. This is so nice because on PC, you have an add-on that automatically recharges your weapons. So, like, mid-combat, doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes you freeze a little bit, but that's okay because you don't have to, like, pause, go to your inventory, go to your weapon, and then select charge. You know, and hopefully you don't hit Lincoln chat or some or something else because then it's like you have to do it all over again. And yeah, flexing on that green mother sorrow and furnish that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, why don't you continue on with the fitness tree, dog? Yeah, for the fitness tree, the following stars have all gone down to two stages. And that's Bashing Brutality, Defiance, Hasty, Heroes Figure, Sprinter, Tireless Guardian, Fortification, Savage Defense, Tumbling, Nimble Protector, and Tempered Soul. So some of those had four, some of those had three, some of those had five stages. Now they all have two. I don't know if the uh, total amounts dropped with it or not. So 
they didn't say anything. So they might be it's the same. They might be not. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. If they reworked them or just dropped it entirely. Hmm. Well, then for the next tree is Warfare. They added six new stars, or in some cases, returning ones, in this constellation, four of which are new and final sub constellation, the Master Creation. And they uh, note that all of these are slotted stars. So, in case you know, you didn't know what to slot more now, maybe these are like better. You're like, okay, this is what I want. So. Yeah, right. So first we've got Enlivening Overflow. Overhealing yourself or an ally grants them health, magicka, and stamina recovery equal to 0.5% of your max magicka for 6 seconds. Up to a cap of 150. This effect can occur once every 12 seconds. Now if that... Oh. This effect can occur once every 12 seconds per target. Singular stage worth 50 points. Now, if that isn't a complex some CP passive right there, then I don't know what is. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, and it really makes you want to think, or have to think. Yeah, have to think. <laughs> makes me want to stop thinking. Yeah. Then we have From the Brink, healing yourself or a target under 25% health grants them a damage shield that absorbs 2200 damage per stage for 6 seconds. And this has a 30 second cooldown. I mean, I guess that's cool. 2200 damage is not that much, but I guess yeah, at 5 stage, stages, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's 11,000. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty that's solid. Pretty Pretty solid. Then we've got Hope Infusion. Healing yourself or an ally under 50% health grants them minor heroism. Duration is based on your magic recovery, granting one second every 300 recovery, so eh, it's probably around 3 or 4 seconds. This effect can occur once every 10 seconds per target. Singular stage worth 50 points. Alright, the next one is Master at Arms. This increases your damage done with direct damage attacks by 2% per stage, with 5 stages max, all 10 points per stage, so 10% total damage done with direct damage. I think that's one of the ones that, that are returning. That was a pretty... That's one that a lot of people liked, so... Oh yeah, for sure. I missed Especially that Especially in PvP and, like, stamina builds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is Solve of Renewal. When you remove a net negative effect from yourself or an ally, you heal them. You heal them and allies within an 8 meter radius for 1280 health per stage. 5 stages max with 10 points per stage. So that one isn't the greatest. Yes, it's only like 6-7k health. And then the last one is Weapons Expert. Increases your damage done with light and heavy attacks by 3% per stage. 5 stages max at 10 points per stage. So 50% extra damage from light or heavy attacks. So. Nice. Yeah. 
And then we have the following stars have gone down to two stages from four stages, similar to the last. We have Blessed, Eldritch Insight, Elemental Defender, Hardy, Piercing, Precision, Quick Recovery, Tireless Discipline, and Preparation. And for Preparation, they also increase the effectiveness of this passive to 5% per stage, up from 2%. To make up for mitigation loss in PvE. So there you go, guys. Those are going to be the CP changes. This is the first DLC they've come out with since the new CP system. So we're bound to have some changes. Um, Overall, not too many, I think. Nothing too drastic other than them lowering the amount that you need for vertical progression. Uh, some interesting stuff for sure, some stuff to mess with, but nothing game-breaking. Now, it looks like the last thing, last few things we have to talk about here, uh, one of them being the, uh, way that item sets, well, the proc of item sets work, right, dog? Yep, they change pretty much everything. <laughs> So, uh, so what's going on here? Give us a lowdown. All right. So, proc. Uh, so item set procs now deal damage or heal. They scale similar to your abilities based on specific stats, which will now be called out in the tooltip. So, for damage focused proc sets, uh, the higher your weapon or spell damage, and for like your the original value, it'll be a uh, 6,574 weapon or spell damage to reach it. So if you have higher, it'll do higher. If you have less, you'll do less. So what you're saying is when you look at a set and you're reading the abilities and it's like, if you, the five piece is like, when you do this, you will hit this person for 14,000 damage or whatever. So you're telling me, if I don't have 6,574 weapon or spell damage, I won't even make it to that tooltip. Nope. You'll be a little bit less. Okay. So that's a big thing to keep in mind. The tooltip is no longer what it just does. That is set at a standard of having that average 6,574 weapon or spell damage. Very important. Yeah. For uh, trials and stuff, like that isn't too bad because, like, you typically have uh, both of like the buffs that give you uh, weapon and spell damage. So, getting that is a lot easier. But in like stuff like PvP, that definitely puts uh, uh, stamina DPS or just stamina characters, uh, they can definitely have more of the edge because they can stack up weapon damage a lot easier than spell damage in PvP. So. The uh, next one is healing focus. So the healing focus proc based events will scale with a higher of your max magicka or stamina. So you must have 39,901 max magicka or stamina to reach the original value. And that's just a very large pool. Yeah, that's a seriously large pool to have. Yeah, like that's how much I have with like Crafty Elfique with Magicka enchantments, and so uh, yeah, that's a lot. 
And then for tanking focus, uh, they now scale off your max health. And in some rare cases, they'll also scale off your physical or spell resistance. So you must have 43,968 max health or 30,680 physical or spell resistance to reach the original value. Of the three, I think that one's the most reasonable to at least get to, but yes, I think I think my my uh, Dragonite tank is at like 40k health, so and I usually have less health than other people, so yeah, I think that's right around the resistance cap, so that one's yeah. not too bad, but definitely interesting and definitely something to take note on. Uh, this is definitely a huge change of the way that proc sets work. So this must be uh, something that came out of the serial test, I'm assuming. So uh, outside of that, we only have one more, or well, maybe one more or two more things to go over here. We do have some set changes. And the first... Maybe welcome to many, maybe hated by many. Crimson Twilight. Reduce the damage done by the set by approximately 44%. What up? Get totally nerfed meta. I'm so done seeing Crimson Twilight in PvP. Peace out. Have a good day. Um, it happens to the best of us. Go find a new set. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Savage. Bob's been killed by that a couple times. So, a couple times, man. A couple times. Maybe a couple hundred. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is uh, Dunzo. Then we got Hollow Fang, reduce the magic restored from this set to 1750, down for 2523, which in my mind nearly makes it obsolete, but not entirely. 1750 is still nice. Yeah, I think. Uh... I could be wrong, but I think that's because the new set's coming out. The uh, new trial set with the heavy attack. Ah, uh, that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. then we've got the changes to the Ring of the Pale Order that we were talking about earlier. We've got the increased the amount of healing done from this set to 20% of your damage down from 18%. So it's got an increase. The set now loses 4% of its value per group member you are with. So if you're alone, it will stay at 20%, but reduced to 8% if you are in a group of three other players, and 0% when with five or more players. So keep that in mind. It's very important. It's really for solo players. They also removed the heal cap from this set, which makes me once again think... There was a cap, and why was there a cap? And there should never have been a cap, but thanks for taking it away. Yeah, this was one that uh, I know a lot of people were kind of angry about, but like, like, complaining that the pill ordering got like super nerfed. It's like, you know, it got buffed if you are using it the way how it's kind of intended. So it's, and it's not like terrible in like four man dungeons too, if you want to just do. 3 DPS in a tank. So, yeah, I mean, I guess these people were using it for dungeons and trials and PvP, probably most likely, if they're upset about the uh, group aspect. For me, I was using it for solo arenas and uh, going around doing world bosses and stuff. So, no yeah. sweat off my back. <laughs> I think that's really what it was intended for, you know? Yeah, I, I, some of the. 
Yeah, that solo content can get really tough, and uh, if you want to build your build around that ring, it can help you. And uh, especially for world bosses, I think uh, they want world bosses to be hard to solo, and it makes it very uh, possible for an average player. What about these last two uh, two changes we got, dog? All right, the mana cast band of brutality. That set now increases your damage done by 16%, but reduces your crit damage done by 50%, rather than increases your damage done by 25% and make you unable to deal crit damage. So. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's a little bit of a nerf, but it's also kind of good too, so that your crit damage, you still crit. So you still do do a little bit more damage. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, still doing half what you critted with the extra 16% damage. I don't know. That one may be uh, worth checking out. I mean, for PvP, it's always been worth checking out, but it still is, so. Yes, true, true, true. And then the last set is Thews of the Harbinger. They reduced the uh, damage scaling to the set to 5.1435%. Of your max health on proc down from seven percent because you gotta be exact by going to the four decimals. All right, so yes, that is awesome. We've got all these changes to all these sets, uh, specific stuff laid out. Crimson Twilight nerfed, very awesome things to see. Uh, last, last couple, uh, housekeeping things. They have increased the number of characters that can be used for the guild message of the day and about us to 2048 characters, up from 1024 and 255, respectively. Yes, it's awesome. Yes, it's what people have wanted for a long time. And yeah, they finally did it. Thank goodness. Yeah, think of how much I can now write on the message of the day that I don't update. Like, daily so that's okay man it's okay you could but now out more and ours is all colorful okay so people yeah. <laughs> it brightens their day all right and then last the uh, group grouping is the gamepad mode uh fixes they fix a ui error that could occur when scrolling through menus like anything <laughs> like pretty much any of the bugs that have happened where you couldn't like sell stuff because like they wouldn't move. It's that's been fixed. They fixed a UI occur that could occur with a ESO craft bag. So that was also annoying. And then lastly, they fixed an issue where you were unable to select antiquity fragments marked as new in the antiquity codex. And then yeah, these three bugs have been wait- waiting to be fixed, especially the antiquity one, because I feel like that that's one that's been broken for like nine months. Like, it's been a long time. And it's something that my, uh, like, if I see an overdication, I have to get rid of it. And you could just, just couldn't get rid of it. And it's something that they fixed, supposedly, but it never fixed. It wasn't, like, you know, a huge deal, but it's still, it's one of those things that if I see an overdication, it has to go, so it has to go away. Dog's OCD has been getting triggered <laughs> for, like, nine months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now it won't, hopefully. Now it won't. I hope so, man. That's uh, 
Awesome to see that they have fixed some gamepad stuff and certainly appreciated uh, by the console community. It's a long time coming. The fixes, really wish I could have got it a little bit sooner, especially for the uh, bank stuff and the craft bag stuff. But it is what it is, and as long as they get it out, that's what it's really all about. So, we hope you guys enjoyed our Patch Notes episode. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff in here, and we have plenty of fun stuff to talk about for the companions. Next episode, that will be out shortly. And we thank you guys for listening and coming and hanging out with us on this weekly adventure. Patch Notes, man. Freaking new chapter of the year. Fun, exciting stuff. We also didn't talk Endeavors, because there's not that much in here about it, because they're not out yet. They're there. You could go look at the page that says Endeavors, but there's nothing to actually do. They will be coming out with the next Crown Crate season, which should be either probably later this month or next month. Exciting stuff. So, Dogged, where can the people find us? Right, they can find us on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. They can find us on Facebook at the Red Diamond Courier. You can also find us on our ESO or Xbox Field of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can find on the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, as I mentioned earlier, you can find links to all that awesome Robots Radio stuff, links to our merch store, uh, music producer, all kinds of awesome stuff. And if you leave us a review with five stars and some words, we'll make sure to shout it out to all the good people to hear. And if you have any ESO questions or you want to learn more about the sets we talked about or the mythic items, anything, go check out ESO-Hub.com where they have a plethora of information, everything you're looking for. And they also have our podcast up there on the news section of their site. Plus, you could subscribe to our podcast through the Dwemer Automaton uh, bot in your Discord. So you can know when all the new episodes come out. Thank you guys so much for listening to us babble on about Elder Scrolls. It's, uh, you know, just so awesome to see you guys enjoy us talk about the game we love so much. Dogged, if people want to talk to you about all these champion point changes, where can they do that? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Xbox, or ESOPC, all at dogbark24. So, yeah. And you can find me all over, everywhere, Bob Chichinsky. It's going to be Bob underscore Chichinsky on ESOPC, Twitter, and Twitch, and Bob Space Chichinsky on Xbox. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed our patch notes episode as much as we did. And that you enjoy freaking Blackwood. And uh, love how ESO is going to feel for you for at least the next three months. So, yeah. Patch notes episode done. Heck yes. Feels good, man. Feels good. And it was a long one. It was a long one, but it wasn't too bad, honestly. I think I think it was a good one. Yeah. All right, guys. We will catch you next week with the Companions episode. So you enjoy yourself out there in Blackwood. Have a good one. Yep. See you.
Talks Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? And Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.